0: hello again hello 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 again this is uh covenant to christ and again i'm speaking on is violence necessary is violence necessary me and my daughter was talking about this question to days ago and it's a surprise to me that she brought it up because nobody don't really talk about this it's like they sugarcoat things anyway even in schools as you know that most of the stuff has been sugarcoated in schools like um the truth about certain people or uh, the truth about what's going on in the book um in the um as i was saying about the uh the conversations of history a lot of stuff has been lies a lot of stuff has been spoken of as lies they have not told the truth and i was just talking about what happened between cain and abel now if you look into the actual the lost books which of course is jasher and jubilee in the book of jasher you will see that cain and abel had uh A conversation while while they was in the field, which of course is not recorded in the actual Bible, and the conversation was that um, the sheep of Abel's was eating Cain's food. They were hungry, and Cain was saying, "Will you stop them from eating his um, what he was growing from the ground?" And what Abel said, "Stop wearing the clothes, or stop eating my meat." And that's when the conversation has, um, had arise. when he also actually said, if you try that again, Cain was sitting up there saying, if you try that again, I will kill you. And so Abel said, if you try, you will be cursed. Guess what happened? As you can see, Cain was cursed after Abel was killed. And so just just to pull it out like that, that's why he is a vagabond. Um, that's why he was a vagabond he couldn't cultivate No, he couldn't do what he was doing before just like Adam and Eve they got kicked out of the garden their home which was is no longer theirs because of the fact they disobeyed the Lord and the law that the Lord had put to them on over their heads basically just to not do and they did it anyway they let something else let's put that again they let something else come right on in and twist what the lord has said now again when we look at what is happening what is going on with people what is going on with uh the situation at hand here about what it is about violence now my daughter had mentioned something about um is it okay why do we have violence let's put it like this let's go into the 60s when martin luther king jr was shot and killed at the lorraine motel which of course is now a museum it's no longer a motel it's a museum now he was shot and killed there it was a riot going on riots has been going on even when that time when people were sitting up there was angry i mean this is a man who sat up there was talking about non-violence he walked with what jesus went through daniel went through the same thing he never put his hands on nobody he never touched nobody he just sat up there and walked with the will of god because he prayed three times a day he never touched uh he never touched a person he never put his hands on not even on his enemies these are non-violent situations even though the violence was coming at them they never put their hands never set up there and told the lord to curse them never told uh, never even put their hands on them let alone never did anything just to go against the p- other person which of course is your enemies but at the same time they knew who was the god that they served they knew this so with that being said they knew what they had to do they relied on the lord just like the three Hebrew boys, and I'm gonna say their Hebrew names, um, Neshel, Han, um, Hananias, and Ezra. They, them three, set up there and said to Nebuchadnezzar, they didn't call him King Nebuchadnezzar, they said, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't have to discuss this. When they did not bow down to the statue that the king had brought up, they did not bow down to it because they knew the law. Point blank, they knew the law of the Lord. The Lord gave them a law, and they was not going to go against it. So, with that being said, we're talking about again violence. Certain things, certain situations, violence is a thing that we're going through right now. We're going through uh, situations that er- that is, is nowhere near new under the sun when it comes to somebody being mutilated. It's nothing new under the sun when it comes to being somebody being raped. It's just a different person, a different um, accuser, a different rapist, a different victim that is going through it. Or uh, they have been put in a situation. Now, let's identify what we're talking about here. We're talking about a certain thing that people do not really talk about. And that's called violence. Nobody don't realize that it's a yes and a no. It's a yes and a no. You want to know why? People would say, look at the um the Bible about if you, oh, Jesus said this, when your brother has smacked you on one cheek, give him the other cheek. Now, let's specify on that. I would definitely don't want nobody putting their hands on me, period. I mean, that's just like me being a bad, that's just like sitting up there having a man put his, smack me in my face when he you know for a fact he shouldn't touch me at all. When I'm not putting my hands on him. Now I get it if I put my hands on him. He's ready to fight. That's totally different. But if I'm not putting my hands on you. Don't put your hands on me. That's just the bottom line. And so with that being said. That's what it shows about violence. Now let's just be. um, Let's be persistent here. Now when the Lord had put in the laws now I told my daughter about the I 49 to 242 which of course is in the Old Testament but they were specific reasons of those because they was in Leviticus now when I told her about that she was like oh, okay when Jesus said you heard of this saying I run out 242 now guess what what he didn't do was specify what they were They were specified for an occasion of an offense. That's what they were. They were uh, were specified an occasion of offense. We will get back to that in a moment. Now, when I talk about what is happening in this persistence, let's go with Abraham. Abraham fought against several kings because of his nephew. He went to rescue his nephew. That's what police officers do if they go after somebody who went after their own. They like that. It's like a brotherhood. Let's put it like that. It's like a brotherhood. If you go after my brother, or oh, I'm going after you. It's like that. It's like a brother and sisterhood. It's, it's just like that. If you, if you torment my daughter, you think I'm going to sit up there and give you You think I'm going to let you live? It's like that. These are the type of things that people would specify on violence is necessary. David acquired to the Lord about two of his wives being taken. Right along with everything else, including the men, um, families who was with him. They were taken from them from from one place to another. They ran shack where they were, everything else. And so, David acquired to the Lord about this situation. He acquired to the Lord. He had the ephod on. The real reason why he could put the ephod on, because Samuel was the one who put the anointed on David. He put the anointed on David. Since Samuel's sons could not um, be uh, putting themselves in the position of Samuel, He couldn't pass it on to them, including the people themselves told him that he couldn't do it, that they was not going to trust his children, just like Eli. Eli went through the same thing. That's why Eli died the same day that he found out his two sons, who he knew for a fact was going to die at the same time. If you notice, like I said, violence is sometimes necessary. So... Let's go with this situation here. Now, when it comes to certain things, and I recall this in the Bible, clear as day, it says a time to be born and there's a time to kill. It's in the Bible. It's not the book by John Grisham, a time to kill. It's literally in the Bible. It's in Ecclesiastes chapter three. A time to kill. That scripture is in the Bible. A time to kill. It even talks about a time to war. People are in warfare. People are also in spiritual warfare. Violence is necessary. Let's specify that. Jesus Christ knew that he was going to be the slaughtered lamb. He knew it. So with that being said, like I said, slaughtered. Cause what you do with a lamb when you take when you get it? You slaughter it. So you can sit up there and just beat it, just like he went through. He went through the whips. He went through the uh the spitting. He went through the punches. He went through the stripes. He went through the chastisement. He went through. Them putting that thorn thorn of crown on his head crushing it right down onto his head so that way you could see blood he went through that he was naked he was unrecognizable I know on the passion of the Christ that was close near to it he was unrecognizable which means you could not one of his eyeballs could have came, came hanging out his face you could not see you could not recognize him but he still walked that cross to that Gogotha, which of course is called the, the skulls in Hebrew tongue. So, is violence necessary? Sometimes it is necessary because of the fact that when there's death, there is life. When there is death, there is life. Let me specify that to you. Let's go on to Noah. This is what the Lord said. He said this clear as day. He said, and my spirit shall not always thrive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. A lot of people are dying before that time. A lot of people are dying before that time. But Noah found grace. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But this is what the Lord said. He said, I will destroy man, whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping things, and the fowls of the air, for it repents me that I have made them. Oops. People always say, But God is love. Last time I checked, He was also a God of war he also said this and this is in genesis chapter 6 verses 6 it says and it repented the lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart it grieved him because this is what he saw let's look at verse 8 he said and elohim saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil, continually, or you might as well say all the time. It was nothing good about the man's heart. Right now, he still knows there's nothing good in our hearts. That's why he called us rags. There's nothing. all oh, it's not. It's nothing good in your heart if you're thinking of hating somebody. Because he said also in his word that hate is murder. When you hate your brother, it's like murder. That's what he said. He said that clear as day in his word. And if you notice that when my, when John F. Kennedy, when these most important people, when Abraham Lincoln was killed, he had already did the Lord's work. He had already did the Lord's work when he signed a proclamation for the slaves to be free. The Lord did the same thing with the 10 plagues when it came to Egypt. When the people, when he put down the flesh, when he had all the firstborns. Come on now, let's think about this. The firstborns, the death angel. To kill all the firstborns. Firstborns now. Of the. Egyptians. Every firstborn. Firstborn. That was the last plague. Am I saying something wrong Janelle? It was the last plague. The last plague. I told you. Violence. Sometimes necessary. If you notice that was basically payback. For killing the male babies. And throwing them in the Nile River. Because that far, phar- <coughs> Excuse me. That Pharaoh. Was angry at the fact. Oh we can't have the Israelites. Um, having. um, Have being greater than us. So we got to kill the newborns. We got to kill their newborns. While he specified. And put a proclamation. And made sure it happened. Since the midwives wouldn't do it. Because they feared Israel's. God. They feared him. Pharaoh put the law in his own hands and killed those babies. Guess what happened when that Pharaoh died? Guess who paid the price for their child? The next Pharaoh who sat up there and didn't realize that law was passed on to it, on to the Hebrews just to be killed just to kill their baby. Guess what happened? The firstborns died. It was payback for killing those babies who didn't do nothing but be born and throw them into the Nile River. So with that being said, is violence necessary? I don't think you really want to be violent too much. I had a strike of violence too. I definitely had a streak of violence. Definitely have a streak of it. As a matter of fact, a lot of people do have a streak of it. Because you got to look at your bloodline of the streak. I recall this specifically that Robert Henderson wrote in his Course of Heaven um, series books about how he has, he's a, he's part Irish. So with that being said, he spoke about how um, evil, um, how being uh defensive is. And how his um, bloodline has violence in it. And I believe I have it. I most definitely believe I have it. Because witchcraft is violence. It's actually Satan's prime weapon. So with that being said. That's why it says the principalities. Principalities will fight you. They will fight you. They will fight the crap out of you. Like I said. War. War warfare it's plain warfare that is violence i mean come on it's violence david even spoke about violence in his some of his songs he even spoke about violence about um do not let this happen to my enemies he literally spoke it i don't know what made people think that god is the bible said clear as day that god is a god of war he's a warrior he's a warrior point blank that's why his that's why he's he's called the lord of hopes or the lord of armies because he have an army he have more of an army than anybody on this earth because i mean seriously he have an army and you can't touch this army because even elisha called this army to sit up there and let you know hey we got more than what they got got more than what you what they got but let me specify on that it says this on Ecclesiastes chapter three it says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted a time to kill and a time to heal A time of war. And a time of peace. I told you. There is a time when it comes to um war. There is a time of war. That means that it's a time for intercession of, of, of um, violence. Now let's specify this. When a woman is pregnant. She's carrying that baby. She's feeling the baby moving around. She understands the baby is breathing. Some women anyway. Because a lot of women don't even be knowing that they're pregnant until they end up having babies. And so... When you feel all this, you're feeling this beauty, this beautiful human being in your womb. Then soon after that, then there is this. That violent contraction come about. What I mean that violent contraction, I mean that violent contraction where it's like so excruciating where you're like, oh my God, is this happening? This can't be happening. No, Lord, don't let this happen. Is it happening now? The water break, then you feel a lot worse because guess what? The baby, it's time for that baby to come out. When you go through all that sweat, and the pain, then you feeling your body, not only that, your body, stru- your the baby is opening up your vagina area where it's opening up your pelvic just so you can slide slide that baby out the moment when you feel like the rest of the when the baby finally pulls out is when you finally don't feel the bottom part of that baby that's when you know the pain is over it's violence it's violence it's violence going on when you're having a baby it's violence going on when you're having a baby. It's violence when it's go- when you're going through um, a hardship of anger in a relationship. It's violence when you're going through... Because guess what? The enemy sometimes be a part of it. It's violence when you're fighting somebody. It's violence. It's violence when you want to pull, pull a gun out and want to shoot somebody. That's violence. Violence happens because the person or it was going to happen just like David when that violence occurred towards him he did not put his hands on Saul because he looked at Saul as God's anointed he has anointed him and the Lord has been testing him so with that being said. You have to understand. Some testers are for you just to see if you won't do it. But violence. Is sometimes necessary. It most definitely sometimes necessary. Because I would look at it like this. It all depends on the circumstances. I will get back to you on that later. But this is the first intro of violence. And you're not going to. I'm not going to finish uh End it, but it will be at least about I say a good five episodes of it. But just to pull it out to you on what is it is violence necessary? So thank you for listening, and I will get back to you next week. Peace out. Hello again hello 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 again this is uh covenant to christ and again i'm speaking on is violence necessary is violence necessary me and my daughter was talking about this question two days ago and it's a surprise to me that she brought it up because nobody don't really talk about this it's like they sugarcoat things anyway even in schools as you know that most of the stuff has been sugarcoated in schools like um the truth about certain people or the truth about what's going on in the book um in the um as i was saying about the uh the conversations of history a lot of stuff has been lies a lot of stuff has been spoken up as lies they have not told the truth and i was just talking about what happened between Cain and Abel. Now, if you look into the actual, the lost books, which of course is Jasher and Jubilee, in the book of Jasher, you will see that Cain and Abel had uh, a conversation while while they was in the field, which of course is not recorded in the actual Bible. And the conversation was that um, the sheep of... Abel's was eating Cain's food they were hungry and Cain was saying "Will you stop them from eating his um, what he was growing from the ground and what Abel said stop wearing the clothes and stop eating my meat and that's when the conversation has, um, had arise. when he also actually said if you try it again Cain was sitting up there saying if you try it again I will kill you and so Abel said, if you try, you will be cursed. Guess what happened? As you can see, Cain was cursed after Abel was killed. And so just just to put it out like that, that's why he is a vagabond. Um, that's why he was a vagabond. He couldn't cultivate. No, he couldn't do what he was doing before. Just like Adam and Eve. They got kicked out of the garden, their home, which was is no longer theirs because of the fact they disobeyed the Lord and the law that the Lord had put to them on over their heads, basically, just to not do. And they did it anyway. They let something else, let's put that again, they let something else come right on in. And twist what the Lord has said. Now, again, when we look at what is happening, what is going on with people, what is going on with uh, the situation at hand here about what it is about violence. Now, my daughter had mentioned something about, um, is it okay? Why do we have violence? Let's put it like this. Let's go into the 60s when Martin Luther King Jr. was shot and killed at the Lorraine Motel which of course is now a museum, it's no longer a motel, it's a museum now, he was shot and killed there, it was a riot going on, riots has been going on, even when that time when people were sitting up there was angry, I mean, this is a man who sat up there, was talking about nonviolence. he walked with what Jesus went through, Daniel went through the same thing. He never put his hands on nobody. He never touched nobody. He just sat up there and walked with the will of God because he prayed three times a day. He never touched. Uh, he never touched the person. He never put his hands on. Not even on his enemies. These are non-violent situations even though the violence was coming at them they never put their hands never set up there and told the lord to curse them never told uh, never even put their hands on them let alone never did anything just to go against the p- other person which of course is your enemies but at the same time they knew who was the god that they served they knew this so with that being said they knew what they had to do they relied on the lord just like the three Hebrew boys. And I'm going to say their Hebrew names. um, Meshel, Han, um Hananias, and Ezra. They, them three, set up there and said to Nebuchadnezzar. They didn't call him King Nebuchadnezzar. They said, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't have to discuss this. When they did not bow down to the statue that the king had brought up. They did not bow down to it because they knew the law. Point blank, they knew the law of the Lord. The Lord gave them a law, and they was not going to go against it. So, with that being said, we're talking about again violence. Certain things, certain situations. Violence is a thing that we're going through right now. We're going through uh, situations that it, that is, is nowhere near new under the sun when it comes to somebody being mutilated. It's nothing new under the sun when it comes to being somebody being raped. It's just a different person, a different um, accuser, a different rapist, a different victim that is going through it. Or uh, they have been put in a situation. Now, let's identify what we're talking about here. We're talking about a certain thing that people do not really talk about. And that's called violence. Nobody don't realize that it's a yes and a no. It's a yes and a no. You want to know why? People would say, look at the um the Bible about if you, oh, Jesus said this, when your brother has smacked you on one cheek, give him the other cheek. Now, let's specify on that. I will definitely don't want nobody putting their hands on me, period. I mean, that's just like me being a bad, that's just like sitting up there having a man put his, smack me in my face when he you know for a fact he shouldn't touch me at all. When I'm not putting my hands on him. Now I get it if I put my hands on him. He's ready to fight. That's totally different. But if I'm not putting my hands on you. Don't put your hands on me. That's just the bottom line. And so with that being said. That's what it shows about violence. Now let's just be. um, Let's be persistent here. Now when the Lord had put in the laws. Now, I told my daughter about the I-49 and the 242, which, of course, is in the Old Testament. But there were specific reasons of those because they was in Leviticus. Now, when I told her about that, she was like, okay, when Jesus said you heard of this saying I-49 and the 242, now guess what? What he didn't do was specify what they were. They were specified for an occasion of an offense. That's what they were. They were uh, were specified an occasion of offense. We will get back to that in a moment. Now, when I talk about what is happening in this persistence, let's go with Abraham. Abraham fought against several kings. Because of his nephew. He went to rescue his nephew. That's what police officers do. If they go after somebody. Who went after their own. They like that. It's like a brotherhood. Let's put it like that. It's like a brotherhood. If you go after my brother. Or oh, I'm going after you. It's like that. It's like a brother and sisterhood. It's, it's just like that. If you, if you torment. My daughter, you think I'm going to sit up there and give you, you think I'm going to let you live? It's like that. These are the type of things that people would specify on violence is necessary. David acquired to the Lord about two of his wives being taken, right along with everything else, including the men, um, families who was with him. They were taken from them from, another, from one place to another. They ran shack where they were, everything else. And so David acquired to the Lord about this situation. He acquired to the Lord. He had the ephod on. The real reason why he could put the ephod on, because Samuel was the one who put the anointed on David. He put the anointed on David since Samuel's sons could not. Um, be uh putting themselves in the position of Samuel he couldn't pass it on to them including the people themselves told him that he couldn't do it that they was not going to trust his children just like Eli Eli went through the same thing that's why Eli died the same day that he found out his two sons who he knew for a fact was going to (laughs) die at the same time if you notice like I said violence is sometimes necessary so let's go with this situation here now when it comes to certain things and I recall this in the Bible clear as day it says a time to be born and there's a time to kill it's in the Bible it's not the book by John Grisham a time to kill It's literally in the Bible. It's in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. A time to kill. That scripture is in the Bible. A time to kill. It even talks about a time to war. People are in warfare. People are also in spiritual warfare. Violence is necessary. Let's specify that. Jesus Christ knew that he was going to be the slaughtered lamb. He knew it. So, with that being said, like I said, slaughtered. Cuz what you do with a lamb when you take when you get it? You slaughter it so you can sit up there and just beat it just like he went through. He went through the whips. He went through the Uh, the spitting he went through the punches he went through the stripes he went through the chastisement he went through them putting that throne that thorn of crown on his head crushing it right down onto his head so that way you could see blood he went through that he was naked he was unrecognizable i know on the passion of the christ That was close near to it. He was unrecognizable, which means you could not. One of his eyeballs could have came came hanging out. His face you could not see. You could not recognize him, but he still walked that cross to that Golgotha, which of course is called the the Skulls in Hebrew tongue. So is violence. Necessary. Sometimes it is necessary because of the fact that when there's death, there is life. When there is death, there is life. Let me specify that to you. Let's go on to Noah. This is what the Lord said. He said this clear as day. He said, and My spirit shall not always thrive with man. For that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. A lot of people are dying before that time. A lot of people are dying before that time. But Noah found grace. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But this is what the Lord said. He said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beast and the creeping things and the fowls of the air for it repents me that i have made them oops people always say but god is love last time i checked he was also a god of war because he also said this and this is in genesis chapter 6 verses 6 it says and it repented the lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart grieved him because this is what he saw let's look at verse 8 he said and Elohim saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually or you might as well say all the time it was nothing good about the man's heart Right now, he still knows there's nothing good in our hearts. That's why he called us rags. There's nothing all. Oh, it's not. It's nothing good in your heart if you're thinking of hating somebody, because he said also in his word that hate is murder. When you hate your brother, it's like murder. That's what he said. He said that clear day in his word, and if you notice that when, my, when John F. Kennedy when these most important people when Abraham Lincoln was killed he had already did the Lord's work he had already did the Lord's work when he signed a proclamation for the slaves to be free the Lord did the same thing with the ten plagues when it came to Egypt When the people, when he put down the flesh, when he had all the firstborns. Come on now, let's think about this. The firstborns, the death angel, to kill all the firstborns. Firstborns now of the Egyptians. Every firstborn. Firstborn. That was the last plague. Am I saying something wrong, Janelle? It was the last plague. The last plague. I told you, violence sometimes necessary. If you notice, that was basically payback for killing the male babies and throwing them in the Nile River. Because that far, <coughs> excuse me, that pharaoh was angry at the fact. Oh, we can't have the Israelites um, having um have being greater than us. So we got to kill the newborns. We got to kill their newborns. Why he specified and put a proclamation and made sure it happened. Since the midwives wouldn't do it because they feared Israel's God. They feared him. Pharaoh put the law in his own hands. And killed those babies. Guess what happened when that Pharaoh died? Guess who paid the price for their child? the next pharaoh who set up there and didn't realize that law was passed on to it on to the Hebrews just to be killed just to kill their baby guess what happened the firstborns died it was payback for killing those babies who didn't do nothing but be born and throw them into the Nile River So with that being said, is violence necessary? I don't think you really want to be violent too much. I had a streak of violence too. I definitely had a streak of violence. Definitely have a streak of it. As a matter of fact, a lot of people do have a streak of it. Because you got to look at your bloodline of the streak. I recall this specifically that Robert Henderson wrote in his Course of Heaven um, series books about how he has, he's a, he's part Irish. So with that being said, he spoke about how um, evil, um, how being uh, defensive is and how his um, bloodline has violence in it. And I believe I have it. I most definitely believe I have it because witchcraft, Is violence. It's actually Satan's prime weapon. So with that being said... That's why it says the principalities... Principalities will fight you. They will fight you. They will fight the crap out of you. Like I said... War. Warfare. It's plain warfare. That is violence. I mean, come on. It's violence. David even spoke about violence... In his some of his songs, he even spoke about violence. About um, do not let this happen to my enemies. He literally spoke it. I don't know what made people think that God is. The Bible said clear as day that God is a god of war. He's a warrior. He's a warrior. Point blank. That's why his. That's why he's he's called the Lord of Hosts. Or the Lord of Armies, because he have an army. He have more of an army than anybody on this earth because I mean seriously, he have an army. And you can't touch this army because even Elisha called this army to sit up there and let you know, hey, we got more than what they got. Got more than what you what they got. But let me specify on that. It says this on Ecclesiastes chapter three. It says, to everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep, and a time to cast away. A time to rent, and a time to sow, A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. I told you. There is a time when it comes to um There is a time of war. That means that it's a time for an intercession of, of, of um, violence. Now, let's specify this. When a woman is pregnant, she's carrying that baby. She's feeling the baby moving around. She understands the baby is breathing. Some women anyway, because a lot of women don't even be knowing that they're pregnant until they end up having babies. And so, when you feel all this, you're feeling this beauty, this beautiful human being in your womb. Then, soon after that, then there is this. That violent contraction come about. What I mean, that violent contraction, I mean that violent contraction where it's like so excruciating. Where you're like, oh my God, is this happening? This can't be happening. No, Lord, don't let this happen. Is it happening now? The water breaks then you feel a lot worse because guess what? The baby, it's time for that baby to come out. When you go through all that sweat, and the pain, then you feeling your body, not only that, your body, your the baby is opening up your vagina area where it's opening up your pelvic just so you can slide, slide that baby out. The moment when you feel like the rest of the when the baby finally pulls out is when you finally don't feel the bottom part of that baby. That's when you know the pain is over. It's violence. It's violent when you have when it's violence going on when you're having a baby. It's violence going on when you're having a baby. It's violence when it's going when you're going through um a hardship of anger in a relationship. It's violence when you're going through. Because guess what? The enemy sometimes be a part of it. It's violence when you're fighting somebody. It's violence. It's violence when you want to pull pull a gun out. And want to shoot somebody. That's violence. Violence happened because of the person. Or it was going to happen. Just like David. When that violence occurred towards him he did not put his hands on Saul because he looked at Saul as God's anointed he has anointed him and the Lord has been testing him so with that being said you have to understand some testers are for you just to see if you won't do it but violence it's sometimes necessary. It most definitely sometimes necessary. Because I would look at it like this. It all depends on the circumstances. I will get back to you on that later. But this is the first intro of violence. And you're not going to. I'm not going to finish, uh, end it. But it will be at least about. i say a good five episodes of it. But just to pull it out to you on what. Is it, is violence necessary? So, thank you for listening, and I will get back to you next week. Peace out.